I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to another edition of the Premier View Podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by uh, former Tipperary Ladies Football Captain, Samantha Lambert. She's looking at me funny here. And uh, Tipperary Camogie player, present Tipperary Camogie player, Sean Aquark. You're very welcome, girls. Thanks a million for having Thank you. Uh, Samantha, I'll come to you first. So I suppose I, I said former in, in the introduction. You made the decision to retire back in January after serving Tip for so many years. Um, I texted you back in January and you said it was the hardest decision of your life. Um, was it a decision you had decided on much prior to that or did it just come to you kind of over the Christmas period? Um, no, I suppose I had a kind of a fair idea there last uh, year that I was probably just, that could have been my last year. And I suppose the way the year went, I was nearly hoping that we'd finish out in championship because I had it in my head that this probably be, that that would have been the last year. And, um, I kind of knew, I suppose, in the Monaghan game, our last game, um, that that was my last time I'd be in a tip dressing room. And I suppose I was very upset after the game. And I, the girls, I don't think, realised like, why I was so upset. Like, they're like, geez, and I have to get relegated or anything like that. It's no, calm down. But um, I couldn't stop crying the whole way home. And um, I travelled with Sarah Jean, the, one of the selectors last year. I travelled with her from the same club. So, um she thought I was there was something wrong altogether. I just couldn't stop crying, but I suppose yeah. look, it just came to I just was so emotional because I knew myself it was probably the last um game. But um look, I I, I it wasn't something that I thought about uh overnight. It was a long old process, and I suppose there's many um a night that I sit out in the kitchen with dad, like going, Jesus, is it the right thing? Is it not? And it's it is a hard decision, like and um uh, it didn't come easy like you know, there was a lot of sleepless nights too but 
Um, I just felt at the end of the day, it was probably the best decision for me. And um, I was kind of content with that then when I made decision made, I suppose it was a difficult phone call ringing uh, Declan Carr too. Like, and I'd say, yeah. when I rang him and I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth, <laughs> and he's like, this one's cracked all together. Um, and he did ask me to go in and think about it. And I did, I talked about it again, but look, the same emotions are going through my head. Like, and it was only making it worse for myself. So I just wanted to make the decision that I had already had made and um I finally got the words out from me to tell him I wasn't going to be uh playing for a tip this year. So um no not diff- not an easy decision but look I think it's it's the best and look the girls are in a in a great place and uh, I know that they'll they'll do tip proud in the future. Yeah so you probably this week obviously the intercounty teams are back training you're probably looking on at Envy there at, at Sean after arriving back in from training uh, just after showering and and whatnot. But um a tinge of jealousy maybe that that you're not back out in the field or you're happy with the decision I know I think I'm happy with the decision obviously you're going to miss not being with the girls and I think that's probably the biggest thing I'll miss is not the, is the social element um, not seeing them at training um, whatever about the matches and the training sessions it's it's about being with them and having the crack with them so that's what I'll miss alright but um, I'm in contact with most of them the whole time anyway like there's no getting rid of me like that either um, so um, but no, I suppose it is. I am looking on it and I'm going, What are you doing at training? And the matches too, like it'll hit me, it'll hit me fairly hard there when they're playing the matches. But um, as I said, they've plenty of potential and I can see them doing really, really well this year. And I really hope they do. Yeah. So you mentioned that when you're stepping away and Tipperary football is in a great place and had a lot of success over the last couple of years. And there's been a lot of progress made by the team in the last couple of years, competing really well in Division One of the league. Had a number of good young players now populating the panel. Is it a case of trying to let that team develop themselves? Um, and did that contribute to their, your decision that the, there was a lot of young players to step in now and it was a good time to, to step away? Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I know that there was always a strong panel there. like, And they're so young, um, even in comparison to other uh, county squads. Um, there's such a young profile there so like they can only get better they can only progress um, and I think they've the right management in place to bring them where they need to go and I think um, few pieces that they could work on maybe strength and condition and just getting up to to speed with like the decision making of senior county teams I think um, would be two areas that they, they will work on and I know uh, Declan and his uh, management team will no doubt have the plans in place to to get them better and develop their, those skills. So um, they're they're serious players in that squad, and um, I know there's true leaders there too, and they'll drive them forward, and um, they will continue to um, up the game and compete with the senior teams this year and the years to follow. Yeah. So in twenty in twenty seventeen, um, you you obviously captained them for the first time to win the intermediate and went up senior in twenty eighteen and. Uh, I think there was five or six games and while you, while you lost them all you were very close in all of them but I, I remember back in, in 08 the first I would say the, they won the intermediate and in 09 there was no relegation I think you kind of got a year's grace when, when you yeah, went up into yeah, the senior yeah. rank is, is that something that I don't know when, I think it was probably around 13 or 14 that that went but is that something that should be there for say first teams that break into that senior grade for the first time just to give them that 12 months to kind of settle into the grade. Yeah, no, I really think there should be. I was on that squad and it, the, the panel in 2008, like, and I suppose for me, 
even getting that year up. So I was only after joining the intermediate there in 2008, we won it. And getting that year playing senior, um, I know we lost the majority of the games. We could have been relegated. There was a relegation system in place, but we didn't. We had that um that time up senior um before we came back down to intermediate. And it really you you learn so much from being up in in, in senior level. And um I do think you should be allowed a year's grace. Um, like you could see there um in 2017 or 2018, yeah, when we did get relegated. It was by a small margin, you know, like we were in the group of death, they called it that year, and uh, against Kerry and Donegal, like two massive uh, ladies football counties and two really, really strong uh, competitors. So, like, we lost both those games, I think it was a two, one or two points. Oh, and yeah. yeah, we were well up there with competing with them. So, I think, like, getting relegated that year um, was hard to take and it was heartbreaking, especially losing two relegation games. I suppose we just game after game then we were kind of just our confidence was down and injuries went against us and whatnot but um look uh we learned from our mistakes we came up we got back up senior and I think um maybe it was a blessing in disguise a lot of the girls the younger girls especially um got the chance of that winning feeling and being in Crow Park and they now see how to progress on and they gave them the year in intermediate um, to help them with the step up to adult level because it's a huge step up so like you're set, from minor to intermediate never mind say from minor to senior so um, they got that experience and I think we competed in well really well uh, last year against Galway and Monaghan losing both games again <laughs> by a point it seems to be a bad habit but um, uh, look we can we're, we're proving that, that that tip can compete and um, they were, were in a shout yeah that uh, you mentioned that 2018 time and you went back down intermediate and I think from the very start you were probably everyone's favourite to win to win the intermediate that year and even going into the final like I remember looking at saying these girls aren't going to be bet but we'd give you a fierce fright that day um, and, and nearly caught you and was there a bit of complacency that day do you think or was it a good what was it a, was it good to get that fright going up and win obviously and then go up into the scene or knowing that hey listen we can't rest on our laurels yeah, like me, we knew me that we're going to be um an excellent side and we were going to be up against it. I suppose we wouldn't be um a cocky side by any means. Like, you know, we go out to do our best and, and follow the system that's put in place and just believe in the 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 process and just hope for the outcome. But um by no means did we take meat for granted and um I think they're a phenomenal side. We've seen that they won the intermediate last year, they're now up and senior themselves and uh they really did put it up against us. Um it was an excellent game and I think it was probably from what I hear it was the game of that year like to know that it was really really um exciting to watch but no by no means would we be complacent against any of the teams really we knew that it, you know, anything can happen in ladies football is a bit of a wild old game but um uh, no they get they really put it up to us and it was a great game and I suppose to come out the, the better end of it was even sweeter yeah so you, you mentioned Shane Renan um, having managed it there for the last four years and um he in that time he won was it four national league titles two all ireland titles but Shane obviously made that decision to go on and he, he's with the Waterford senior uh, men's team now and Declan Kerr has stepped in but would we'll say did did your decision to retire coincide with Shane did that have any any impact on on your decision no not particularly as i said i i didn't know what Shane was doing and uh, what his story was 
Um, I decided last year I was supposed to get married there last May, um, as well as a few other days. Um, so like, and we're building a house as well. So it was my decision, I suppose, if yeah. all COVID aside, um, to kind of maybe end in my career last year, I wasn't sure as to what Shane was doing. Um, but he announced that he was retiring as well. And um, look, Shane is an excellent manager. Um, I've had him for UCC for college and for for tip for school, so um, I'm well used to him, and um, he really did develop um tip ladies football and like we progresses in 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 different skills in the way we gel together in the culture we created. So like, you know, he's left us in a good place, and I know Declan Carroll bring us bring them to um, the next <laughs> level as well. So um, I've no doubt that uh, the, the girls will really progress under Declan too. And um, I know his heart and soul is is, is in it and, and he's going to drive them forward, no doubt. Yeah. So the, the, the ladies game in the county is certainly grown in terms of talent and young players being turned out. I mean, you, you yourself are there. We've got Ashing Maloney, uh, Orla Dwyer, Ashing McCarthy. The two Kendys from from Aherlow, two fantastic footballers, um, fantastic ambassadors for the game and big role models for the stars of the future. Just how high do you think this team can climb, and is the best yet to come for for, for this team at senior level? Yeah, like as I said, like the the age profile of the team now. Like I was kind of holding them back for a while. Uh, I was bringing up the age <laughs> profile, but um, they're extremely young. Like majority, I think all of them nearly um are under twenty five. Like you know, so they can only get better. And I think um if they focus on on their strengths and weaknesses and play to their strengths, everyone has strengths. And I just think um like the likes who you mentioned there, Ashley McCarthy, the. The two Kennedys are phenomenal athletes, like, and sure you have the one and only Maloney too, like, so, you know, they, they have such talent there, and I, they're a well-gelled team, they get on really, really well, and um, I just think it's about building on, on their weaknesses, maybe straight and conditioning, getting that little bit um, stronger to break the tackle, I think that's where we may have struggled there last year, the year before, you know, breaking the tackle against the, the more physical teams, and um maybe a bit of decision making but that comes with experience as well like you know so I think as they get the experience of the senior games under their belt and I think being up division one has really really helped us as well and it set us up well in the intermediate championship that year in 2019 because we could we had the experience of playing senior games and we knew um how hard it was and how we had to if we wanted to slow down a game or if we wanted um, to speed it up or hold the ball like we had that experience from those games and uh, it really stood to us and I think being up division one staying up senior is top priority for mm-hmm. to football to progress in, in, in the future yeah so d- d- just looking forward to this year then so division one of the of the league has been split into two groups and Tipper win with are in with Waterford Cork and all Ireland champions Dublin in division one B um, it'll start around the, the weekend of the 22nd of May um, where Tip take on Watford. Um, last year, you went out against Dublin and drew with them a, a great a great result. Um, it'll be a big ask for them in the league, though. They're three serious teams, um, but, but obviously the teams that you want to be playing in, in, in the league. Yeah, like, geez, I, I, don't, I don't think either group would have been an easy group to get, to be honest. Like, you're not going to come across any easy team up in Division 1 and... Even we seen last year in Monaghan, like 
she, they, they really put it up to us in um in the second championship game, second round, like and we lost him by a point. Like they they really come on again in in the last couple of years. And um look, Dublin, sure, who who else do you want to be playing on it? All Ireland champions. And I think that's where Tip are going to improve by playing these teams and challenging themselves to the best um to be the best they can be. Um, so they should be looking forward to it, should relish the opportunity and um, learn from it, learn from the players that they're marking. Like, you have to give respect to those, the likes of Cork and Dublin, like, you know, they've been there, they've done that, they've um, they've been there on the big days, like, you know, so you have to respect them, but you have to respect yourself as well and and drive forward and um, believe in themselves. And I think belief is a huge a huge issue and a huge um, thing to bring into a match. We don't believe in might as well stay at home. Like, you know, so no matter what they're going up against or who they're going playing, I think if they believe in themselves and they, that they believe that they can win, I think they, they will. Um, and I think that's half the battle, really. Um, I know they might have the Brendan Martin Cup there with the last few years, but um, I don't think that's, that's um, a major... Um, issue when it comes to playing them, you know, anything will happen on the day, and um, they, they're just as good as footballers as Dublin has, or as Cork have, or as Waterford have. So, um, I think there could be a few surprises in, in league and championship this year. Good, good. So, look, I hope retirement from the county scene doesn't mean that we won't see you in the maroon of Art Finnan in 2021, but you had a great year in 2020 winning the junior A, and that's a great achievement for you to get up intermediate. Um, Again, um, you were there, I suppose, previous years, but a, a great achievement for the club to get back up there. Yeah, I know, definitely. I was itching to get out of junior, to be honest. And I think um, when you're playing uh, county and you go back, it's kind of a split season. Like, I think it's important to get back to a strong uh, training squad when you have other girls on the panel that are going back to, to senior teams and train with senior a senior club, like, you know. So you want to be up there. I suppose you always want to be the best at the top at the at, at the best ranked um competition so you want to be up senior like and you know i'll be driving the girls again forward this year for intermediate like to get back up to senior and compete um so no it was and it was a huge boost i suppose for the uh, finland ladies to win the junior last year and um it was nice actually to be able to train with them throughout the way it fell last year to be able to train fully with them i don't think i've ever actually um committed to them fully uh, since being on the, the county team so it was nice to get to know the girls because I suppose that bond just isn't there when you're not there yourself at, at club training and you rock on there every now and again so um, it was nice to get to, to know the girls because a lot of them are younger than me Jeez, I, I trained the majority of them I'd say for cool camps mm. um, so um, it was great to, to be there and, and kind of uh, get to know them so um yeah, hopefully we can push it forward again this year and uh, up the train intensity and um, the numbers as well. Like, you know, it'll help the interest for the younger girls um, in, in the club and it's it's good to get back up to intermediate and play newer teams and new clubs again and hopefully we can push it on again. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, or uh, and you mentioned it, that you, you were part-time. I bring you in here, Sean, as well. Um, back in 2008, you 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 came onto the, the, the panel as a, a sprightly 16-year-old, I think, and um, that team was captained by by the great Angie Mack, a, a dual star. She is All Ireland senior camogie, and she captained the, the football team that year. And Shauna, you would have played with her as well. But like, she's a tremendous role model for anyone that that came in, and must have been a hero for for both of you. Um, Shauna, you would have played football with her and camogie, I'd say, with Anna Carty 
um, yeah. over the years. And and Sam, obviously, with, with the, the senior football team, like she, she's a phenomenal athlete, wasn't she? Class, yeah. Like, I suppose, if I'm being honest, Angie's probably my role model from when I was young, like, and I've always said that to her, so she's like, all right, she's very nice. But like, no, Angie was definitely my role model um, when I was growing up, and I suppose I was lucky enough to, to play with her there in, in 2008, and um, and 2000, and I think it's 2008, 2009, I'm not sure, but um, I always looked up to her, and I suppose she, yeah, as you mentioned there, she did captain the tip team and when we won 2008, and I suppose Angie was um, never a word, uh, never a woman too many words, but of her actions. And I think like that says a lot for a real true leader. Like she was, she didn't have to say too much, but her actions kind of spoke for her words. And like um, we might be losing by three points or something, and you would run the length of the field with the ball and score an unbelievable goal. Like, you know, and she just lifted everyone. Like, you know, and took her to do something spectacular for everyone else to jump on the bandwagon, you know? So, um, no, she was a phenomenal um, role model and an excellent athlete, like, and um, someone I really looked up to. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was actually a role model for me as well, to be fair. Like, I remember when I started up with the club, with Kappa, with football, I'd say I was only 16, 17 at the time, and she was Angie McDermott, like, but she was playing full back in county finals and, like, I could be corner forward, but Angie would solo up the whole length of the field and score a point. Like she's yeah. just unbelievable. Like, yeah, phenomenal. So that's the the voice of Shauna Quirk there from the Tip Camogie team. Shauna, uh, new se- season is almost upon us. You must be delighted to be back on the training field and looking forward to getting some games under your belt. Yeah, absolutely delighted. I was actually, I won't lie now, I was a bit nervous, like thinking about going back training. You know, when you'd be out of practice for a while you'd be nervous, like, geez, am I going to be unfit? Or well, we started back on Tuesday and we're into our second session tonight and it was just unreal to meet everyone again, like, and the buzz is there. We've new management, like, and it's just, it's really exciting. Yeah, so you, you mentioned Bill Mullaney is in charge again for the coming year and he's a, he, and in that time he's been there, he's made some incremental changes to, to the team. And you're happy to have him and Keen Darcy, uh, Keen back on board. Yeah, so uh, this year we actually, we have Bill as manager and um, Angela Walsh is in as our strength and conditioning coach. He actually guided Bursley men's to the All-Ireland um, club final. So we were really happy to hear that he was on board. And I suppose we've Dennis Kelly in as a trainer as well. And he trained to our men's team. Like, so it's, it's really good like, to see that these really good trainers are getting involved with female teams. Like, you know, and it's, they're unbelievable like and it was just a new intensity this year with them coming on board like everyone was ready to go for the year ahead like so hopefully good things can come now this year yeah so what just looking back on last year was you got to the league final and it was scheduled to play in Crow Park uh, to be played in Crow Park was it a big disappointment not to not to have that experience under your belt yeah so I suppose we went up to Galway and we played them in the league semi and sure like they were all Ireland champions so we had nothing to lose really going out playing them in the league semi and we bet them then and it was it was nearly like we won in all Ireland like beating them then. So we were all looking forward to the final like and the chance to even play in Crow Park because a lot of us haven't really played there like and um it was cancelled then. So I suppose we just refocused then in on the championship and we got to the semis and we fell short in the end. But like when you think back in it, like we were missing like four of our starting forwards like we were missing Orla she went 
to Australia, Ashton Maloney was a loss. She got a red card, unfortunately, at the start of the season. Um, and Nicole Walsh was out with injury and a few more. Like So, I mean, it's looking good this year. Hopefully now we can try and push that extra mile to get to the inline. Yeah, so over over the, the lockdown, how how has the panel coped with, with segregation from the lack of group training? And have you had many challenges in terms of keeping up the motivation in the last few months with in the last few months with no knowledge of when you'd be returning? Yeah, I suppose like speaking to some of the girls, like it was hard to be motivated when you didn't really see an end in sight, like with this with the virus. But I suppose the management were unbelievable. Like Angelo was putting in uh, training for us every week to do individually like putting up pictures of stuff to do it was all home workouts like it was excellent like um, I couldn't fault them on that at all but it would be hard to be motivated when you're doing it by yourself but I suppose it helps in the long run like if you were doing it so no it was yeah. it was grand we got through it anyway yeah so Cork Kilkenny and Galway have been very strong in the last decade in Camogie and you look like the most likely team to break up that dominance. Does the panel have a better, does the panel have belief that the gap can be bridged and finally get to the All-Ireland final this year? Absolutely. Like, even returning back to training on Tuesday, like, people were, you know, it was from the get-go, it was intense, like, and we were all just delighted to be back. And I suppose when we lost to Galway, like, in the semi last year, it was kind of like we'd left something behind us. Like, we lost by, I think it was six points. Um, and they're a phenomenal team, like even to come close to that close to them. But, you know, we said in the dressing room after that match, like, you know, like this is not the end for everyone. Like, and you see the likes of Mal Ryan coming back, like she's playing for years with Tip, like she got an All-Star as well. And, you know, we didn't get to finals and stuff and we got three All-Stars. Like, so I think it is promising, like it's looking really promising for Tip, hopefully. Yeah. So there have been some new rule changes in, in Camogie this year. The, there's minimal contact allowed now. The dropping of the hurley is is now gone from the game. The hand pass um, goal is gone. The tapping of the hurley. And there's only one one person on, on the goal line for, for a penalty, similar to, to the men's game. Do you think that will improve the sport uh, down the line? Um. Yeah, like I think, you know, it's it's trying to level the playing field, as they're saying, like with the men's, I suppose, like have the girls the same as the men's. Like what's why should we be hand passing the ball into the goals? Like, I mean, as a female myself, like I find my striking is probably one of my poorest attributes to the game. Like, and I suppose since all these skills have like been taken out of the game, the hand passing the ball into the net and stuff, we're working on our striking a lot more like and improving those things like and I, I think it's way better like I mean there's another rule as well there's a free from the 45 you can take it out of your hands I'm not really sure about that one but um no it is and especially having contact as well like you can't beat that yeah uh, so these these changes obviously are, are welcomed by, by by the players um, as, as needed in the game yeah I suppose like they tried it out last year um in the league and it kind of took a few people it took a while like to get used mm. to it like you know but I think everyone's kind of getting used to it now so yeah hopefully so, so just to, to the both of you I suppose the, the both associations the Camogie and, and the LGFA have come out and said that they'll accommodate dual prayers properly and we'll have um, and this will come as welcome news to a number of the panel obviously Ashling and Roisin Howard Orla Dwyer 
Um, do you feel that there will be a genuine effort to right the wrongs of the last few years or are they just going to pay is this lip service? Um, I think it's improving a lot. Like, I suppose it's really down to management and the communication, but I suppose the match clashes, like, that's just unforgivable, I think, at this stage. Like, it doesn't happen in men's. Like, I know you very few, you don't really have any junior players in men's, but, like, you wouldn't see that happening if it was in men's. Like, I know it was, it's happened, but they are trying to fix it, like, and hopefully this year it won't happen, like, because, you know, they put in such an effort, like, and to be dragged out of both teams on one day, I just don't think it's fair at all. Yeah, Samantha, you feel the same? Is it, is it good to see the two organisations at least saying that they're going to work together and, and right the wrongs of the past? Yeah, I suppose, look, they said that before as well, like, and um, I'll just never forget Orla having to make a decision between football and Camogie there uh, when we met in that Ireland final in 2017 and she was absolutely distraught inside in the, the dressing room, I think it was 2019 even. Uh, we were just after playing Clare and um, in the All-Ireland quarterfinal and like she was just, she couldn't even get words out of her mouth, like, because she just didn't know what she was going to do. And she didn't want to pick, like, you know, so it's very hard. And as I said, look, they've been saying that every year. They need to just do it and put their, their like, actions in place and stop saying it and just do it. And um, I think until it actually happens and girls don't have to choose, um, then we'll believe it. Like, so it's it's grand saying that they, they will do something, but I think it really, really has to happen. And I think... You know, we're asking people to support uh, female sports and um, we're asking everyone. But if we can't support ourselves and deal with these kind of clashes with, with dual players ourselves, I think we're, we're, we're going to stay in the same place. Like we can't turn around to other people and ask us to support this and level the playing field and all this. If we, if we can't actually get two associations to work together and put in place a proper system where girls can play the sports they love without having to put their welfare at risk. Like, because playing a game within a few hours of each other, halfway across the county or country even, is just not fair. And as Sean says, it's it's unforgivable. And it's not fair to the players who give 100% to both codes. Um, they should be allowed to uh, play both as best as they can. Yeah. Shauna, would you would you like to see the, the Camogie and the LGFA emerge as one, as one organisation? in their own right or maybe even what's been said about coming in under the umbrella of, of, of Pro Park is that something you'd like to see for the game or, or keep them separate but as one organisation to cover both codes I think it would be nice if they merged together to be honest like you see the support that the ladies football are getting like with Little on board Do you know I think something like that with the Camogie Association would be fantastic like for you know just to have more access to resources and stuff because you do see that limitation there with the camogie i find like in comparison to football i think the football have access to a lot more things than the camogie and it would it would be great if they could all go in under the one umbrella like and have funds there together for everyone like yeah so, Shauna, you, you previously played club camogie with Anna Carty. was it hard to to transfer up to Tumi Vera? Um, yeah, it was, and it was something that I really had to think long and hard about. I suppose I, when I moved to Tumivara, I was living up here, and um, I was traveling up and down for the first year or two, I think, uh, playing with Anne Carty, and I was playing football with Cap White. And I suppose I wasn't really happy. Um, it was really hard to 
juggle, like juggle everything. And I suppose when all my family moved up here, I decided it best just to move club. And I suppose I stopped playing football then because there there's not really much clubs up around here for football. Yeah. Um. So I just said I'd focus on the camogie and I was away in college in Watford. So it was just too hard as a college student to be driving up and down to Cap White, down over those bad roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do you do you look forward to me? Vera obviously won the intermediate there in 2019. Um, do you look forward to the day when you have to, to talk out against Anna Carthy or is it a day you're dreading? Well, that day actually came already last <laughs> year. We... Yeah. We played them in the senior championship. I suppose I came up here and we, we won junior and intermediate and it was great. But like, I suppose you do always remember your home club like. Um, so I suppose when we got up to senior, then we, we were meeting them in a match. And uh, I was fairly nervous for it because obviously I was playing against some of my former teammates, you know, and people who I'd be friends with. Uh, I thought I was going to get the ankles taken <laughs> off me, but thankfully I didn't anyway. Yeah, the the senior championship in Tip in Camogie is, is very competitive at the moment, and Drum and Burgess obviously are probably up at the top of it. But Clonolty, Cashler, after coming with a, with a with a young team, and Carty, as we spoke about, and yourselves, is it, it's going to be tough to break into that group, such as the the standards that that those those Camogie teams have. Absolutely, like you could nearly call it a senior, a senior A and a senior B. Like I mean. Once you go off to senior, it's it's some jump. Like even Sam said there with the intercounty, like going from intermediate to senior, like there's no comparison, uh, the difference. But I suppose it'll just take like a bit of development in the club and bringing on the younger ones, I suppose, and hopefully trying to get up to the likes of Drum and Burgess because they're at the top, I suppose, in the group. So... Yeah, just uh, both of you, Sean, you've obviously played ladies football um, with, with the county and you, you both have played with Ashley McCarthy and Orla Dwyer who were absolutely ripping it up out in Australia, Orla winning winning the, the grand final there at the weekend. But um, while you wish them all the luck in the world, are you a bit jealous of them that they get to play as professional athletes and live that lifestyle that, that, they, that they get to live? Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. There's no line there, I don't think. Like, geez, any sports person, I think, would love to have that as their kind of job, let's say, or whatever, um, doing it day in, day out. Well, I certainly would, anyway. and I think um, uh, the girls are really, as you said, they're ripping it up out there. They're really performing, and um, it's great. They're accredited themselves in their county, and um, I think it'll, it'll take more and more ladies footballers to be honest over the next couple of years and sure look it's it's an opportunity you can't turn down you can't begrudge anyone for taking it up like either so um more power to them the best of luck to them in the next few years because i can't see any club out there letting them go too easy you know um they're a great asset to any of the afl teams like you can see how well the irish girls are doing over there with the all the stats that they have up with our god i can't keep up with them but they seem to be doing really really well and um as you said, it's it's hard to turn down a kind of professional sports life, and I certainly wouldn't turn down any. That's for sure. If if cross quarters came knocking in the morning, Shauna, would you grab it with open arms? I would absolutely be gone <laughs> on the first flight. I would. <laughs> I've often I've often thought about it. She's going to be out on the beach. Don't mind out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed too. That's allowed too. So look, just before we finish up, um, I'm going to fire a couple of questions at you. Um, maybe Sam, you can go 
we'll we'll alternate it. But um, just one one word answers. Um, toughest opponent that you that you've had to play against. Ashton Loney. Shauna. Um, Karen Kennedy. You don't have to say Sam now. <laughs> I would I would say Karen Kennedy. <laughs> um, what's the most enjoyable game you've ever played in, Sam? Uh, the All Ireland final, I'd say, against Meade 2019. Close, enjoyable. Uh, I'd have to bring this one back to club now against Killer One in an intermediate county semi final, I'd say. Who was your GA hero growing up? Um, I think I mentioned it already, Andy McDermott. Shauna. Um, yeah, I'd have to say Angie, and I suppose Deirdre Hughes as well is a big name and Mogi side of things too. If you could revisit one moment in your career and change it, what would you choose? Oh, um, I suppose look the relegation battle in uh, against Kevin. <laughs> oh, uh, what was it? Nine points at half time and lost, or was it twelve points even at half time and lost? Who does that? Pure penny. We might give you a skip on that one, Sean. You're still playing, so we'll... <laughs> yeah. Uh, what part of training or games do you dislike the most? Um, um, uh, the cool down. I hate stretching at the end. <laughs> oh, I hate that as well. I actually, I don't. I really don't like uh, doing rooks or like batting the ball in camogie and doing all those kind of drills. <laughs> Not for me. What um what attribute separates an inter county player from a club player? Uh, mindset for me and an attitude. Yeah, I think um commitment and dedication to like eat properly, train properly, you know, sacrifice that drinking session. Uh, yeah. When, when does that happen, Johnna? Every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, do you have any superstitions? Me? Yeah. I could listen for you. The girls will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be locked up if I told you after them. <laughs> I don't even know. What's the biggest sacrifice you had to make as an inter-county player? I make any sacrifice because I love the game so, so much, if I'm being quite honest about it. I suppose maybe what I could pick out is sacrificing time with your family and friends, but... They knew I loved it so much and they supported me. And I suppose at the end and nearly I kind of had a little fan club coming around after me after the games. And Christ, it was like the Sunday game back here the day and after a match. Um, and my family don't hold back, let's say. So I don't know what you call it, constructive criticism or to the point. But um, I know it's all part of it. And as I said, look, when you, when you love a game so much, it's, it's not a sacrifice. But... Maybe if I had to pick one, it's just uh, time with family and friends that I was out in. But look, they can have all of me now. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I suppose I'd love to be still playing dual. So I often think about it like I sacrificed football for playing camogie. Um, but I often think about going back, I suppose it was a really big sacrifice. So I don't know. Well, my next question is directed solely to you. Am I ever going to see you in a Kappa Ladies football jersey again? I'll dangle the I, carrot that if you come back this year you might get a crack off Samantha Lambert Jesus I actually never thought about that I'm still registered to the club would you believe <laughs> I, might, I might make the comeback this year there just, you go just play against me Shana. yeah <laughs> uh, who's going to win the ladies football championship in 2021 Sam 
Oh no. I think it's going to be a funny year if I'm being honest. Um, I put my, I, I obviously I'd love Tip to win it. Um, Arma. How about yourself? Who do you think, Shauna? For the football or the commodity? No, the ladies' football. Um, I'd love to see Tip win it. I think they're really young, but there's yeah, I don't know. I haven't a clue really. Dublin, I suppose, they're up there, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, we won't ask Sean at this one. Who'll win the camogie, Sam? Tip. You. Well, uh, what about the men's? Seen it all Ireland hurling. Yeah, Limerick. I would probably say Limerick or Tip. And the football? Oh, sure, go on. Dublin, like. <laughs> Dublin. And you can ask me that again in 20 years' time. No, yeah. Dublin are banned now. <laughs> oh, they're banned. <laughs> right. Last that week, training, they've been. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I have for you, Sean Aquirk, Samantha Lambert. Thanks very much for joining us on the Premier Review Podcast and the best of luck in 2021. Thanks, a million. Thanks, a million.